0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good, morning, good evening, evening wherever you are, we are listening. listening and welcome to Time oh no, 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 no Live. Not live. Not live. It's, not live, we it's not live, but we were last week. We were so live, guys. <laughs> we, were so than we were live. Live, guys. I've never been mo. so live. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> 3D, live, if I'm live. you know what <laughs> I'm
1: saying. If you are
0: confused, uh, last week at the Phoenix Arts Club, we presented our first ever live show. (gasps) What do we think? How do we feel? I feel good. Genuinely, um, I don't think it could have actually gone much better than it did. Me neither, to be completely honest.
2: Yeah, we sold really well like <laughs> we didn't
0: sell out no we <laughs> didn't we didn't
2: sell out but i don't think we were expecting to for our first live recording well we didn't actually but record the way live the podcast. venue
1: is laid out the amount of people we did have there made the place feel rammed it felt full didn't yeah, it, it? yeah it felt full. like
2: we could have shoehorned more people in yeah but it, it was, was, a, was a good amount level of yeah people. everyone could hear everyone was there supporting us It it was a good atmosphere
0: and everybody loved it <laughs> Everybody <laughs> fucking loved it.
2: I mean, they weren't going to exactly turn around and be like, this is.
0: No, but my. Genuinely, when I thought about like what the audience and stuff, like knowing that I was going to have people coming that didn't really know much about theatre, know much about the show, yeah. I thought the majority of the reactions were going to be, oh, well done. That was great. Yeah, good job, mate. See you later. But it was a genuine, like, people genuinely connected with it and seemed to really enjoy it. And people actually connected with the stories and the points and the songs that we were doing i think
2: the main positive um that i took away from it was people really liked the layout of having like singing sections and then talking and breaking it up like it wasn't just a cabaret where everyone got up and sang there was like a bit of human in there as well
0: yeah i don't i don't want to say that we are you know Innovators. trendsetters innovators and but like we smashed it but, but we are <laughs> and like because yeah. g- like genuinely there's not many places you can go to see a show that is half podcast yeah half i've never seen it done in london dance. before well i actually
2: just before i think it was like the week before or the week of the podcast i saw i can't remember his name but he um did a live podcast recording at the Palladium like a couple of weeks ago called The Diary of a CEO and it's this guy guy called Stephen something. He's
0: on Dragon's Den.
2: Yeah, and he like basically (coughs) built this company from nothing and now he does a
0: lot of He's just done one with, um, what's he called? James Smith? No. um, The former health secretary, Matt Hancock.
2: Yes, yeah. And yeah, because I've seen all the clips on TikTok. Um, That's the only one I've seen and it was like just before yeah. we did ours, So I think he must have heard that we he were doing <laughs> and yeah and yeah. he was like, I need to step up. But
1: you know what we wanted to make it a li- something a little bit different because you know there's no shortage of concerts, shall we say. I could go see a concert every night of the week if I wanted to. There's a lot of them and there's nothing wrong with them, of course um and it would have been it kind of would have been very easy to make or just another kind of cabaret like a tight and lads and just like, like dancing yeah. dancing and We'll
0: invite 13 grads yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> but i liked that That's it was right, something I'm already about losing my voice for 5 minutes in <laughs> but i think also <laughs> it
2: was kind of um what's the word brilliant um no it was an experiment oh definitely we didn't oh know, yeah baby we didn't go in thinking this is going to work, this is going to be successful. And it was kind of an original idea in that aspect of Mm -hmm. like, how would you put together a live show that is a podcast? But Because obviously we've never sung on the podcast before. We've all sung individually and and before that, but putting the two together was an experiment for us.
0: Yeah, because I think as well with, with the podcast, whenever we've spoken about singing and performing, it really has always kind of been in a past tense. Mm. It's always been when we were at drama school and yeah. when we were doing this. Whereas this is the first time where it's actually been, oh, by the way, we still do this. Yeah. Um, but the, the sort of background of the podcast, no, the background of the show is what I think we should stop really talking about now. I'd love, because to be fair, the instigator of this live show, the driving force of this live show was Mr. Jordan Donnelly? Yeah, baby. And he's very, very happy that I've just <laughs> said that. He was well, nodding. I think it's for important to league. take notes. As much as I played, to make shit happen. <laughs> as much as I played the character on the stage of the person that put the show together. In all fairness. The vast majority of the organisation did come down to Jordan. Correct.
2: And we wouldn't have. Th- we wouldn't have done it. So this is
0: what I want to mean. I would him, love yeah. Jordan to talk me through his initial thought Happy process. Too. Happy to. Happy to. Let me initial, just chug my tea. Yeah. His initial booking process and and how he got the show off the ground. Let me tell you something, right? Let me tell you for free.
1: I don't <laughs> like to. Um, Slam. The I don't bunker. like to call myself a sailor unless I'm on the boat. If you know what I mean. I just got off the boat. It doesn't take sailor. It doesn't take a lot of butter to get me in the frying pan, if you know what I'm saying, right? I don't know what I'm trying to say.
2: If you know what I'm saying. Right, right. Okay,
1: so I don't think I'm the best singer. I don't think I'm the best dancer. I don't think I'm the best at anything. But I am the Girl Scout up at 6am selling cookies to anybody that'll take it. I'll sell a dog shit with my name on it if I can. I just love to get make shit happen and I love our podcast and I think we're all quite talented and um, when you've been doing a podcast for over a year you do start to think Where what's do next because it's very easy to just Good. kind of get into a swing of like um, we just do an episode and that's it and when you're not doing it for money you're kind of like well what are we doing it for Um. And we'd always joked about a live show. It's been a l- it's kind of been a joke for a while since probably the first episode. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were like, "Ha, tight lads live." It's always been a running joke. And I know for these guys, it was genuinely a joke. But for me, it was a joke with very much the intention of like, "No, but we are gonna do it at oh, some
0: point." For me, it was it was still a joke until I got the text saying, "Oh, by the I way, I booked a I've venue." Booked <laughs> yeah,
1: for me, every time I said it, I was like, it was. <coughs> you know, I was laughing about it but I was like, Oh no, but we are gonna make it happen. I think
2: it was like last summer that we sat we had a meeting in Gales at Blackheath. Oh yeah. And we sat and we joked about oh we'll do oh, this. Oh imagine the, booking at, a venue. Yeah. <coughs> we'll book a pub and do this and that. And
1: yeah, 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 And um I was wearing these chinos that day. Yeah. And um And it was chucking it down with brain. I Oh, I remember. So what happens is on a day where I have an, uh, where, where I have a rejection? So on this particular day a couple of months back, I had auditioned for Greece that morning and had obviously got rejected because I'm not in Greece right now. <coughs> um, but <laughs> what happens to me on days where I get rejected? that like after the rejection happens, I get this burst of like feeling like I need to do something to like make myself feel validated in some shape or form. So if you ever see me put up a singing video, it's usually because I've been rejected for a job that morning. And I feel inclined to like validate myself by putting yeah. up a singing video that night. <laughs> and uh, I got cut from a Grace audition earlier that day. And then me and Abby went to the gym in Cup And I was in Cup and I was having my 90 second rest from pull ups and I thought, let's do 10 lads live. And then I sent the
0: email. And then kind of went from there, really.
1: Never looked back. Never
0: looked back. Because I'll i be honest, I didn't really ever really express this feeling with you until, no, well, I haven't expressed it yet. Um, Probably for the first few weeks of us, si- when you put that thing in the group chat saying, oh, we've got a venue, I thought it was a terrible idea. I didn't want to do it. Really? Yeah. Fill me in. I love the goss, guys. We're getting the goss. I, in my <coughs> head, I was going, right, okay, it's all well and good. Yes, we've got a venue. We haven't had to pay for it, but. We're in over our heads. Yeah, I was thinking, like, we've never put on a show before. And, like, We don't know if we can get people in. Who's going to come? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the first few weeks, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. And, obviously, um, in a in a dream world, in an ideal company it would have been a group decision yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um but then I but but like i'm but glad but it but wasn't put it this way put it this way in right? retrospect i'm glad it wasn't in retrospect
1: i know that if i don't do the stupid things they're not going to happen yeah like
2: you know I, I don't mean? think we well we wouldn't have done it by now no don't know about the future but it definitely wouldn't have happened
0: because what you see on stage and in this podcast is, is a slightly exaggerated version of real life. I try and play the level-headed, rational person because in our friendship group, that is what I try and be oh, very much to so, Jordan's yeah. off-the-wall mental crackhead energy. Yambo. But I, I will give him his due. This is the, the one time, the one time, <laughs> where I do think his stupid, spontaneous energy stupid, definitely turned out for the better. I think it paid off. And again, I think it was a, it's an original idea.
1: I'm really happy that we did it. I think you guys were a bit tentative about it right up until it happened. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> um,
0: well, we were so tentative that we actually postponed it once. Yes, we did. did. It was initially supposed to be sooner than it was. So our original was it the thirtieth of January, end of January, January, and we'd booked it. What end of December? No, mid December. Mid December, yeah. yeah, We had about six weeks, and we had six weeks. And I remember us at the time going, right. Well, we'll record this episode, and then we'll do a a podcast meet. We'll do a Tight Lads live meeting, and then we'd record the podcast episode, and then me and Abby would go home, Hmm. and then we'd go right next week, guys. We need to have a meeting about this. We've got to start getting stuff rolling. And then we would, you know, go and do our podcast episode. We'd have our our takeaway, and then me and Abby would be tired and go home. <laughs> and then it got to like three weeks before the show, And we went, we've done, nothing. we've done nothing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think because we were all so intimidated by the idea of that. that yeah. yeah. we were just avoiding. We didn't doing know how it. to start. It's yeah. like when
2: you've got a big essay and you're like, the introduction is just the
0: hardest. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So from what I can, from what I can remember from the process. The idea of half podcasts, half songs, that was pretty much the idea from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't remember us sort of having a sort of breakthrough moment when we decided to do that. Because
2: we said that we didn't want there to be too much singing.
0: Yeah. And we also, I think a lot of people do do a live podcast, but I think there's a lot of pressure in that. A lot of pressure to be able to hold an audience for an hour just yeah, yeah. conversation mm. on a stage, improvised conversation Yeah, because it's well. not,
2: I think it, you run the risk of it having to be like stand-up if you do that and like a an hour and a half stand-up set is too long. People lose, yeah. they're not yeah. engaged, they lose Because the benefit
0: of this is that we can have these sort of moments where we're not particularly making a laugh right now, mm-hmm. but somebody listening to this takes 10 minutes now, They get off the bus, they listen to it in 20 minute chunk later on. Mm. It's not a full sit down, full attention thing. So I think for a first sort of show, I think it was definitely the best idea for us to have done a half song. And to be fair, people found it very funny. Yeah. (laughs) We got a lot of laughs.
2: And (coughs) even stuff that
0: wasn't written to be funny. Mm. Now, we'll let you in on a little insider secret here, folks. Every single thing we said on that stage was already scripted.
2: I wouldn't say every single well, thing
0: it was we had
1: a we had a general layout and we had a general structure to kind of keep us on the right track because we had to be time sensitive unfortunately because there was a later show in the venue. so we did have to be time sensitive and therefore having a structure and a layout i thought was a good idea just to kind of keep us on the right track and that we weren't like a deer in headlights but we did kind of throw caution to the wind and say we would have an audience participation part which was obviously completely unscripted because we didn't know what was going to be asked yeah you
0: brought up the go compare man
1: uh, yeah i don't know where that came from
0: I <laughs> love that though yeah
1: um but yeah it, it went i as chesney said i don't actually think it could have went any better and i'm very happy and I'm very I'm proud of
0: us. I yeah. Now we've just got to look forward to whenever our next one's gonna be. Absolutely. Keep your uh keep your eyes on the feeds. Keep your tops off and your mouths
1: open. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to talk about Tight Lads Live Wise?
2: Um, maybe as we are sort of thinking about yeah. it um coming up, if anyone's got any suggestions of it could be either um Topics to talk about, songs you want us to do, um, guests that you'd like us to invite Whilst on.
0: Yes, on that topic, let's shout out some people. Let's shout out Tim for a start. Absolutely. Yes, let's so talk about Tim. Tim, longtime friend of the
1: podcast. Tim was a guest on season one of Tight Lads. He's now became a very, very good friend to all of us. He's an honorary, as uh, as his boyfriend put it, he is tighty whitey. Yeah, he's <laughs> an honorary. He's an honorary tight lad. Um, and tim was the rmd for the event put everything together for us the medley that you heard was all tim put that together Ooh. um great and yeah medley as tim's, well. tim's tim's great and if if mm, we do another one and um, you can be guaranteed that be tim there. will be there <laughs> wherever we go tim goes Wherever. <laughs> unfortunately go. unfortunately for tim he stuck with us i'm afraid
0: and, of course, we also want to give a huge shout-out to our two on-stage guests as well. Yeah. the uh, What do you call her? The elusive Chanteuse? The elusive Chanteuse. <laughs> Catherine O'Neill.
1: Catherine O'Neill. Lots of loved Catherine. She had a ball.
0: She um, had a ball. She had a Do
2: you know what I sure. loved about having Catherine on, wi- on the Tight Lads Live? Go on. Was because, obviously, we've spoken to her before on the podcast, but we've all like been at drama school together and like that's uh, like everyone, all of us, been and Catherine just came out of nowhere. She's a wild card. She's an absolute wild card. Yeah. Like her solo, the duet, like and also her and May didn't actually get like a a proper rehearsal before because Catherine yeah, obviously lives in Manchester. The
0: first time they'd sung that song together was about half an hour before that show. And they And it sounded fucking lush. It. Yeah.
2: yeah. So go on yeah. props to Catherine. Oh a shout out of
0: course then and shout out to,
1: of course May it was um, May's day off from she's back in Heather's now obviously. May tether, heather. Back in the Heather Heather uh, but no again May had very very little rehearsal obviously because she had a lot of other things going on but she came in smashed it. Um it was her first time ever doing that she did just one step from songs for a new world and that's um, a tough song. Tough song she smashed it, it out amazing. of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much, girls, for being there. We couldn't have done it without you.
0: And I will also say big shout-out to Michaela Walsh. Michaela! Got some fabulous photos. Yeah, Michaela Walsh, uh, photography. She came in for free. Mm-hmm, and, she did. Uh, she reached out in to us. From, She came from Eastbourne mm-hmm. to come and see the show and um, got some great photos.
2: And we really appreciate her coming yeah. out
1: coming to show and support and also big shout out to my boyfriend nick for also coming and taking some great photos
0: of us and my agent and my parents <laughs> um, <I wanna laughs> none of which were there and my dog and i want to thank the academy yeah
1: just yeah really really overall very very happy and we will be back went. fucking right we will
0: tight lads live 2.0 Two point point oh, oh. oh you both have 2.0 oh yeah, yeah.
2: We get the .0. Yeah, it's <laughs> very <laughs>
0: important. Mm. Right, um, we'll have a little mini episode now. Let's have a quick, um, do you know what, actually? Can we have an ad break? Sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. What's that? It's a YouTube thing. Oh, right. Jordan, hi. I've got a question for you. Oh, go on then.
1: Guitar check. woffle Waffle. And I knew this you was... You haven't done it, have I you? I haven't done one bit. I think I played it for 20 minutes last week. I'm really disappointed. Do you know what it is? I'm disappointed in myself. But do you know what the issue is? i so busy. Ta- no, now you're
2: going to give me an excuse. I don't want to hear it.
1: Well, no, let me just fucking talk for a second, <laughs> will you? Yeah. So <laughs> I need some kind of structure, right? And I was following this guy he has like, an, and he's like eight videos on YouTube and it's like his beginner's guide, video one to eight and they get progressively harder up to the eight videos. Right. As I was following these eight videos along... I was really, really committed to it because I was following a structure. I finished the eight videos and I felt lost. I felt like a child in the wilderness, lost in the wilderness. Why I had nowhere you get to go. actual lessons.
0: I know, but money. Cause you know, f- famously, the guitar's a really obscure instrument, and there's definitely not three hundred well, no, channels on YouTube no, that know, also do I the know, exact same I thing. I know,
1: I know, but again, I just loved that he was a comfort to me. <laughs> He, I think his name, his his, uh, his YouTube channel is called Andy Guitar. Does
2: it need to be something visual that you can follow along with? Kind you can of, get yeah. Like, um, you know those books that are like Guitar for Dummies.
1: That's not gonna work for me. A can not gonna can't work. Read. No, I oh. <laughs> um, but I yeah. To me, I just I need to just find another structured yeah, program. So, what's your plan of action? To well, to find a structured program. So by next week's episode...
2: We want at least the program in place.
1: A program in place. Steps to my future. You
2: might not have started the program, but you found it. By next week, I I have found the
1: program and I am ready to to dive in. Absolutely. I'm sorry for letting people down. You have. I'm sorry for... I know I like to be vulnerable on the channel, but
0: today it's just... To be fair,
2: I said one of my New Year's resolutions was to learn a language and I haven't even downloaded (laughs) Duolingo. (laughs) Duolingo yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, linker That their TikTok accounts ridiculous. It's very funny. What other What other New Year's resolutions did you have? Are you, are you sticking to anything else?
2: Um, No. Nope. <laughs> <Brilliant. laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what they were. So clearly not.
0: Right. I've ended my bulk early. Oh. Tapped out of the bulk. I had to tap out. I I was having a woeful time. Oh God. Oh well, I mean, your so body was starting to well, shut yeah, down. Yeah. During to be this, fair. I ended up having. Well, I had neurovirus for one part of it, which didn't do too well. Uh-huh and then I injured not my leg goodness. which I may have I may have re-injured. I'm not 100%. Lush. Um and I also injured my back which I'm now going to physio for. So of like the 2 <laughs> months of bulk about 3 weeks of that I had to miss out the gym. Uh-huh, which kind of defeats the purpose in the bulk. 3 weeks off of the gym. Cuz like genuinely when I when I had my back injury and I couldn't go to the gym for I think it was it was 8 days between going to the gym that made... Genuinely, be the longest I've not been to the gym in about five years. Like, if you, if wow. you, if you're including like home weighted workouts during yeah. lockdown, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Probably the longest I've not done weights workouts ever. So it was, w- it was weird. Oh, Abby's doing.
2: Sorry, I'm having an ADHD episode. Abby's
0: having some. I, I
2: can't sit down.
0: It's all right. We'll, we won't be too much long. We'll have a little mini episode now. That was our strange little interlude. <laughs> I want to talk to you guys. Uh, today about the importance of stories in your life. Your first time, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> um From growing up to having bedtime stories read to you as a kid, to don't smack the mic. I feel like I'm in the jungle. <laughs> Abby's currently <laughs> going Jeez, through all of our on microphone one. cables.
1: Go Abi, on, Abi, Abi, they yourself. can't see
0: you. Jesus. Right. So I want to ask you guys about stories. So yeah, from growing up, having bedtime stories, to maybe, you know, when you're at that age of like seven, eight years old, writing your own little terrible stories. And then nowadays, we <laughs> are, I mean, I guess we are professional storytellers. Oh, yes. Both obviously on the podcast and...
1: And live on stages. Live on stage. In the heart of the West End. So I'd yeah. love to
0: know, maybe we'll start off from Abby. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I having a real moment. I
1: really want to hear what i um, to say. about.
0: Sort of your, you know, your experience in life with stories and what they are, how ex- <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you okay, Jordan?
0: You're a funny bitch I tonight. Arby
1: has been on a roll. Does tonight. anyone
2: remember Spotty the Dog? Mm, no. It was, I think that's what it's called. Find Spotty the Dog or something like that. And it was a book. I loved picture books. Like I'm definitely. A visual learner and i w- even when i was in like year six i would pick up the picture books like, i don't even care i'm good at reading and i had a really good reading age when i was like six i had the reading age of like a 20 year old Must Be now. i don't, I don't <laughs> know what it is now i haven't read a book i was saying this the other day i haven't read a book for a good few years probably like since i was at school school come take one off my bookshelf but I'm really bad. Like, I have loads of books I want to read, but I read, like, a chapter, and then I I, I, I want to get into the routine of, like, getting into bed and reading, like, a Rather chapter. Rather than
0: doing 40 minutes of TikTok.
2: Yeah, literally, it's always TikTok, and then I put my phone down and go to sleep. I want to set my alarm, put my phone away at, like, half ten, and just read for half an hour and then go to
0: sleep. And how do you feel about, like, Audible and audio books? No. <laughs> oh. To me, it defeats the no. purpose.
2: I used to listen to audiobooks um, when I was, again, when I was at school. I used to, because in the, I think, I can't remember what paper it was. I want to say like the Times or something. A paper that my grandparents read anyway. And they used to do um, the Roald Dahl books as audiobooks for free.
0: CDs. Yeah. I had those. Yeah. It was the Daily Mirror.
2: Oh Gosh. Do you because remember? I, had, I <laughs> Yeah. I had them um collected those and my favorite rod doll st- story Dull. <laughs> was the twits and i literally must have read that book about 5 times i just loved it um yeah I, it makes me sad actually especially now that i you say like we're professional storytellers that i don't read those sorts of stories anymore like i probably read a lot of real life real people stories i guess but i probably watch a lot more than I read. But then I guess
0: Which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. No, like
2: I guess that is just how society is sort of moved on and like podcasts Mm. are kind of like the new book in a way. Especially
0: with yeah, with the amount of fiction podcasts and dramatic podcasts and there's a lot.
2: And then also there's a lot of like non fiction podcasts that you can listen to and learn things from. So but when I was younger I was definitely very into reading and stories and yeah I loved picture books. Um and there was this one book, I can't remember what it was called, but it was the same um uh what's it called? Illustrator that Jacqueline Wilson used for her yes. books. Um and it was like a completely illustrated book of just random stuff on the pages and I just loved it. I couldn't even tell you <laughs> what the story was, but
0: yeah. Did you ever, as a kid, watch? I'm gonna see if this if this um, unlocks a memory in your mind. Um, a TV show called Storymakers. <laughs> and did you watch? Storymakers. Yes. Story and makers. did you watch a particular episode With the cow. called Blue Cow? Yeah. <laughs> <Blue laughs> I
2: cow. knew exactly what you were gonna say. Yes. Blue Cow on the bus. That has definitely unlocked childhood memories.
0: Fantastic scenes. Yes. Blue Cow, unreal. John, did you get? Did you get Storymakers? Over on the Emerald Isle, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. We got TG kahar Do you did you in Northern Ireland? Did you get C. B. B. C.? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh God, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's not completely under. No,
0: a rock. no,
1: no. <laughs> oh, I was. I had Sky.
2: Yeah, we had. Oh, I yeah, had very Sky very. as a child, so I had all of the those kids. I oh, yeah, I was TV a Disney channels. Channel kid. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: Sam loved it.
0: Yeah, Jordan, tell me about your um your life with stories.
1: Um, well, as usual, always drawn to troublesome women. It began with oh. Megan Mogg. Do you remember <gasps> Megan Mogg? Mog, yeah. And then I was obsessed with uh, the Roald Dahl books, especi- uh, especially Miss Trunchbull hmm. and The hmm. Grand High Witch. They mm-hmm. were my two favourite women in the world, Miss Trunchbull and The Grand High Witch. So again, obsessed with troublesome women. Then my mum, for some reason, my mum did strange things. When I was 12, she made me read Flowers in the Attic. Which, yeah, if you've it. never read Florence, Flowers in the Attic...
2: Isn't that horror?
1: Kind of. <laughs> it's um. There's four parts. I think the second one's like Petals in the Wind, like something like that. But Flowers in the Attic is basically the story of a family. The dad dies. They're forced to move in with the mum's parents. They keep the children as prisoners, essentially, in the attic through pretty much the whole of their teenage years, one of the kids dies because the grandmother's poisoning them. The brother and sister fall in love and have sex, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wow. So I don't know why mum decided oh. Jordan's got to read this, <laughs> um, t- you know. S- but I was obsessed with this book. Read it three times. Was obsessed with the evil grandmother. So uh, my relationship with books was always around the um the twisted women. And here I am sat with Abby O'Neill today. So yeah, it's all, it's all worked out.
2: What What about recently? Story, Recently,
0: um, How do you think it sort of, has it affected or inspired you in any way? Well, I'm
1: always just more drawn to women in everything. Like even. Except s- for in relation <laughs> Except sexually. But even like, I can't really, I never listen to male singers in musical theatre. I think all the best roles are women. All the best songs are women. I think women are all are just more interesting creatures. I always have. I think men are just boring. Boring, yeah. I think all men are just fucking boring. <laughs> it's true. They're so boring. <laughs> There's nothing to them. Whereas women, I think, are fascinating. Um, and I always, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I if I was to ever I think like write anything like whether it be a play, a musical, or whatever. I think it would definitely be based around some kind of twisted bitch. Who's <laughs> it would definitely be about you know, some yeah, some woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown or whatever. That that's already a, that's already famously a play. Another yeah, <laughs> it would be a woman on the verge, shall we say,
2: yeah, of something
1: of something. Don't know
0: what. So um... a woman on the verge of a nervous break through. Oh. All right, I want to tell you guys about my history with stories. We didn't ask. <laughs> No, that's because it's that's my he's job. T- he's tell that's us my job. <laughs> go on, Chesney. Thank you. When I was younger, I so still to this day, I listen to stuff to go to sleep, and I hadn't I really screams. That. So I listen to like podcasts and I stuff just... to go to sleep. I cannot sleep in silence.
2: Like, don't you not just focus on what they're saying?
0: No, because if I have nothing, I focus on. 75 different things mm. i focus on the essay that's due tomorrow and the stupid thing i said to the person at the coffee shop a week ago and all these different things whereas if i just have the podcast on it just allows me to focus on one thing and i think it stems back to when i was younger my mum and dad used to play me uh, storybook cassette tapes when i went to sleep specifically Biblical ones, <laughs> Jesus. so I have like really vivid memories of falling to sleep to like cassette tapes of Noah and the Ark and the Garden of Eden,
2: and that's why you're such a devoted. And that's Christian.
0: why to this day, of course, I am a devout Roman Catholic, Bible-hung and oh. bastard. Just kidding. I'm really, I'm really not. Really not. <laughs> he serves the are devil. You, are your
2: parents religious?
0: Uh, nope. Oh. Okay. Um, it I was just the cheapest one I, I don't I don't <laughs> really remember how or why I got it m- might have been a nana thing. Mm. Like, that's my nan, by the way. Nana is, is, is the I, name that was me. like a drag queen name. Mine no not. <laughs> Nanot. <mine. laughs> so I had Nana and Grandad and Grandma and Grandad. <laughs> Nanot. Grandda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all dead. <sighs> <Whoa. laughs> um but then books have always had a massive part of my life. Like I've always been a big reader. And I still like came, came, <laughs> came out the room, came out the room, reading. Came out the room, came out the room, reading the Encyclopedia Britannica cover oh, yeah. to cover. Yeah, fully clothed. <laughs> oh yeah, wearing glasses gym, on, <laughs> wearing Gymshark. Shark. <laughs> um, but I've always read stories. I've always read books. When I was younger, the the author that I loved the most. I don't know if either of you know that know them. He's called Darren Shan. He wrote a series of books called the Cirque de Freak books. They were about vampires. And he also wrote a series of books called the Demonata books, which were also about demons, funnily enough. And they were my favourite books as a child. I was in a random bookshop once, and there was a signed book by him that was like 70 quid, and I convinced my dad to buy it. I just remembered a series that I read called...
2: I think the first one was called Wolf Brother. Wolf brother, and it was all, and then there was—I oh, can't remember. Wolf sister, I don't remember, but it was good. I, I have that. a few
1: trilogies I read my teenage years that I was obsessed mm. with. There was one called Shiver, and there was three books. I can't remember what the other two were called. It was very Twilight-esque, but it wasn't Twilight. Yeah, I read Twilight.
0: I read th- all all the Twilight books. Same. I had them. I had the alternative covers that were white oh, with that red guy. pages. Gay, yeah. I read The Hunger Games. I, see, I didn't yeah. read Hunger Games. I read
1: the Fifty Shades books three times. Yeah, I
0: read Fifty Shades. I have never read Fifty Shades.
2: I read another series which is similar to Fifty Shades, but better. Um, I can't remember who the author is, but my sister had all the books, and there were like seven books, and they were really addictive. Like, literally, I read a book a day. They, I was just stuck to it.
0: That's the thing, is that I, I have realised now that because... I think of the generation we live in uh, and the the type of content that constantly gets given to us. My attention span is so much lower than it used to be. I don't have one anymore. Mm. Like I, there were times when I could have used to have sat for hours at a time and read chapter after chapter of a book. But now I, no matter how much I'm enjoying the book, after one chapter, I'm already thinking about doing something else. Checking your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm checking a text or then I'm clicky, click looking on a video and then I'm doing something else completely. And it's 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 upsetting how you can then be sucked into TikTok for two hours but then can't force yourself to read a yeah. book for 20 minutes. And
2: I find that when I haven't read for ages and then I start reading again, I find it really difficult to actually take it in. Like so many times I'll start reading a chapter and I'll be like half a page in and just be like, I actually don't know what I just read. It's and like have to trying start to the whole get thing again. it's like
1: trying to build up a muscle again or something I feel. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a. Skill and it's not set. like
2: I find it difficult to read the words. I I am seeing the words and I can read them, but I'm just not processing them.
1: I yeah, I need to really be in a mood to read. Mm. But when I'm in the mood to read I could read like a book in a day. But that only happens to you once every six years. I don't know, it literally mm. like once a year. I think the last time I read was that Ross Edgeley book.
0: Mm. The, the weirdly, there are some books that I can just get through like that. So, for example, there's uh, an author and radio DJ called James O'Brien that I swear by. He's the best man on radio. And I got his first book two Christmases ago and, like, literally read the entire book in two days. And then I got his last book last year, once again read the whole thing in two days. And there's just a certain, like, there's one type of author That I can read non-stop. Mm, And then everything else just takes me so long. Yeah. I read last, I think it was last summer, I read the James Smith book.
1: I Mm. read both of his books. I remember that. Both within two days. Then read the Ross Edgley one within two days. And I was like just in a real reading mood like that week. And then I haven't read since.
2: I think I did some reading during lockdown.
0: Hmm fuck all else to do. Yeah. But yeah, the the sort of big question I did want to ask just to sort of finalize things is do you think that stories as a, as a concept affected who you are today and and the sort of the role that you've gone on to be? I think characters
1: did, for sure. Yeah. And I think um
2: I think characters helped with acting.
1: Uh-huh. And I th- um I think heightened circumstances and dramatised kind of environments I'm very drawn to.
2: And like using your imagination to picture things. Yeah. Like imagery I would say is quite important. It's difficult to like say what skills you've taken from reading. I
1: think certain people are just hardwired in that way though because I remember when we were ever kind of told in primary school oh everybody has to like write write a page of a story mm. like I always had to be stopped because I'm yeah, just like oh if you want me to do going. it I'll fucking do it and yeah. I'm going deep and, like, and after always have f- an idea just yeah. like that just like, and I'd yeah, be like five something. pages back to back and then like, like Jordan we've actually run out of time you have to stop and I'd be like no keep yeah so
0: I think certain people are just kind of like it did you ever get put forward for creative writing courses in primary school all the time, because we would al- there would always be these like weird like day trips where like three mm. people of the year would get taken out to go do some like poetry all the as time. well. Yeah, I
1: must say to be fair, while we're bigging up Jordan, I won every competition my school ever did. Huh?
0: Um, <laughs> I drawing hand writing poetry. Did you, drawing, you ever, poetry, did you ever get that? Um, did your school ever do that scam? Like where it was like, uh, this company said, "Oh, every student has to submit like a fifty-word story." And the best ones get published in this big book. And there were like 30 schools and probably like 800 kids, little yeah. 50 word stories in this book. And each like parent that bought the book was getting charged like yes. 14 quid Jeez. just yes. to see their little son's name in this book that only these parents Maybe were buying. Maybe we should
2: start that scam.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like, they were making bank.
2: Let's publish a book, guys.
0: The Tight Lads book. The Tight right Lads cookbook. <gasps> That's the next part. That's the next
1: thing. Tight Lads book.
0: Oh my God. <sighs> Guys, Imagine don't say these things to me because you <laughs> know what I'm like. Uh, the next thing we'll have the deal. A Tight Lads cookbook would be so funny because Abby's, would section, be so plain. Abby's <laughs> section would be like the 95% of the book and then just you and me at the end being like burgers and, and chips. <laughs> yeah. Pancakes. Black
1: bean. <laughs> Black,
0: bean. <laughs> Black bean. Chicken curry. Yeah.
2: Chicken and white wine sauce. Chicken and white wine sauce. So I think,
0: um, going cr- very quickly back to stories, <laughs> it's it's... It's nice to be able to, uh, like, romanticise, saying, oh, stories and being a storyteller influenced Mm. this and that. But realistically, it's just stuff we enjoy.
2: Yeah, and I do think you're, like, wired creatively. I don't think that you kind of... It's a a nature
0: more than a nurture.
2: Yeah. Like, obviously, it does help, but a lot of it just comes naturally. But uh, then also, like, there are people that are in the creative industry or a creative now that aren't good at everything creative because i feel like there's this concept that like if you do musical theater specifically i'm thinking of that you're not very intelligent Mm. and um like yeah i don't really know where that comes from but it's sort of like you're creative so you can't be smart or um like that's just the way your brain works but you could also have a mathematic brain and be good at singing like that it, everyone's different, and yeah, just
0: because we don't doesn't mean that someone
1: <laughs> does. <laughs> but I do think I do think people that are hardwired to be kind of naturally creative and stuff like that through stories and through kind of how we connect it with them we automatically have the skill set of being able to like create a narrative which doesn't feel like a very useful skill but then when you are kind of developing your own stuff and even tight lads live as as an example i think we all have this kind of embedded skill set of like knowing how to create a narrative and knowing how to we're playing in things like tight lads live we're playing ourselves it's not a fictional show but we're still creating a narrative of some shape and form, and we all kind of naturally know how to do that because we've
0: known how to do it our whole life. Our yeah, whole lives. I, you know th- what I mean, I think being professional storytellers is, like you say, making a narrative out of everyday life, making and it a also of means that we're
2: really good at telling lies.
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: I think I'm quite a bad liar. I think I think people who are um, more naturally creative are more interesting telling the story though if you know what i mean they know how to draw people in with the story
2: and i think as well like we're really good at um well i speak for myself here reading body language Mm. on other people Mm -hmm. i think because like when you watch a lot of theater and you like live through a creative lens if you like you see everything creatively in terms of like visuals and how people react to when you're having a conversation or whatever. So like, if you are telling a story, you know, if people are engaged or, and then like, it's like when actors play up to an audience, Mm. if they, if they feel it's a bit flat, they might give it a bit more or try something different. Um, and then if they're bouncing off of something and they go, oh okay, well we're gonna roll with this and see mm. see what happens.
1: But when you're in a live set and it's almost like because you're a naturally creative person, you understand that it's like an exchange of energy. And if you're someone that does work with an audience or does perform in front of an audience, you again, if you're a naturally creative person and you're naturally skilled in that type of thing and you know how to create a narrative. You kind of know how to play up to an audience, you know how to get the energy up if it's dragging a bit, you know what to play on, yeah. you know if you're getting laughs about something in particular, you can kind of play that up more. But then people who maybe aren't mm. naturally creative don't it's not that they don't have that skill set, but they don't necessarily feel as accomplished in that skill set to say, I would know what to yeah. do, I would know how to manipulate an audience for good.
0: Like I don't know if if I feel mine is my sort of sense of being able to do that is so acute to the point that, like, say I'm doing a dramatic scene or a sad scene on stage. I can feel the difference in the audience between a disinterested silence and a I've got you in the palm of my hand silence. Very that. Very. There is, you, you've got that. You're that fine tuned that you're able to do it. I think that may be enough of a ramble today, yeah, that was a
1: very broad spectrum of Yeah, uh, I
0: think we did fairly well with a yeah. fairly vague topic. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, theys and thems, we've just done a live show. We're broke. Oh, God. Right, that is... So broke. That has taken every last penny we have, and we would love for you to replenish our bank accounts. To do that... Water our crops. <laughs>
2: Feed our children.
0: And put coffee... In our cups. Kofi. On our Ko-Fi page. Ko-fi. Ko-fi. If you head onto the Tight Lads Instagram, Jordan, that is at Tight lads, lads Podcast. Tight Lads underscore, underscore podcast. Oh, that really threw me off. There. At Tight Lads underscore podcast, you will see our link tree, which has our Ko-Fi page in the bio, where you can donate to the Tight Lads, please. And thank, thank you. you. Abby O'Neill. Where can the listeners find you on social media?
2: You can find me on all social media platforms at Abby O'Neill 17.
0: Jordan Donnelly.
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jordan A.E. Donnelly. And you can find my shit talk at Jordan Donnelly 97.
0: Chesney Fox Porter can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Chesney FM. And you can listen to my Saturday morning breakfast show on Box Office Radio, Saturdays 8 till 10 a.m., and we are going to start posting on TikTok again soon. Aren't we? we actually have stuff to post yeah, now, which, which is, is at jarring. Tight Lads Pod. Tight lads pod. I yeah. won't. I won't make you go through it. But I'll thank say you so it. Much. I was
2: ready, and you didn't ask me.
0: Abby, do you want to lead us in a song? Yeah. Oh, I had a song today. Oh,
2: too. actually, if you've
1: got one. No, but if you if you. Want I to don't know, have anyone. one. Oh. okay.
0: A five, six, seven,
1: and I wonder if you know how it really it feels to be left outside alone, left alone when it's cold out here. Just yeah. sing someone, baby, you should know just how it feels. Yeah, to be left outside alone. To be left oh, outside alone. Left outside alone. <laughs> are there you. All oh, my life I've
0: been waiting. <laughs> In the meantime, stay. stay. Left outside alone. Tight, tight, tight. <laughs> fight 10